0: Well, there's the whole message tonight in one song. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That really is amazing when you have a lot of songs to choose from. And the song leader picks the very song that's my message. So, let's just shake one another's hand about our heads in a word of prayer. <laughs> no, we've got a few more minutes, don't we? Sure we do. God bless you. Nice to be in the house of God, isn't it? We're coming into the uh, recess period for the school. Young people have already got their minds going in another direction, what they're going to do on their holidays. Well, let's just focus our minds tonight on the Word of God. Amen. And there'll be, I'm sure, a few families missing over the next little while. So, you know, a lot of times I, I was just looking when the church was being filled with uh, with your presence I thought back to the log church and how many seats there were and where everybody would fit and and uh, brought back special memories. I said, well, bring everybody forward. Just bring everybody forward if if there's a big holes. But there's no big holes. Just somehow God just keeps on bringing us in. Brother Jim, nice to see you this Wednesday night. God bless you, sister, Shirley. With your Bibles, please, without any further delay. I don't want to delay the service. I'd like to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We've been obviously uh, mentioning and and appreciating the camp over the last little while. It always seems to be a big wind down because you put so much effort to wind up. And um, a lot of thought, a lot of prayers, a lot of work has gone into making what our camps are. And we're thankful to the Lord for what He is doing and what He will continue to do. And um, we're just asking... That the Lord will just continue to speak to us. Uh, Brother Ed, myself, we were uh, speaking about having Brother Aaron come back in, in mid-May. And I think it's been mentioned a couple of times, so you have that in your mind. And I'd like you to, as we've been, you know, some of you were gracious enough. And you said, I, I, I had mentioned Christ's minister, God revealed, and you sat down and you listened to it. And I really got inspired when Brother John said, well, I just called my family up and said, well, let's just listen to a portion of it. And in an evening, and I thought that was fantastic. Then I thought as we went through camp, how wonderful it would be if the parents of the young people that came to camp could go over those tapes. You don't have to go over it all in one night, but take portions of it together, I think, and believe it will strengthen your family immensely. And so then to bring Brother uh, Aaron back and to speak on mayor, maybe some of the same subject matter, but in a, in a different direction, um, I think it will be a wonderful time. Make it a special weekend for us all. Maybe have it here, possibly, uh, rather than the camp. So God bless you. First Corinthians chapter 13. I'd like to read out of verse 9 to verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, reading verse 9. For we know in part, we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man... I put away childish things for now we see through a glass or shall we say a mirror type glass darkly but then face to face now I know in part but then shall I know even as also I am known Paul finishing off the chapter of love with and now by the faith hope charity these three, but the greatest of these is charity. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. You may have your seats. I'd like to preach something that's maybe home cooking for a Wednesday night of some encouragement. I think the church, Brother Rams said in one place, he says, we need to encourage one another. And it, and it's uh, it's important today because life can be so discouraging uh, everything can be discouraging a guy a person a man could have a job today and go to work tomorrow not have a job that's a little discouraging uh, bill payments are discouraging everything seems to be a little bit discouraging so tonight I thought we'll just have an encouraging word and to encourage you in the faith so we can look into the word of God and, and identify ourselves in the word And so I'd like to, I I think I preached way back in Log Church. I guess that's where my memory was going back. I preached years ago, mirror, mirror of his word. Are you becoming what you've heard? And of course, you that know your uh, child's books, mirror, mirror on the wall type of story. But this is really the mirror we'd like to look in called the Bible. And so that will be um, a subject we'll be speaking on. The title is The Bride's Appearing. So it's very important on, on on our behalf as the sons and daughters of God that we are able to identify ourselves in the Word of God and not just maybe looking at it in a casual manner but really having it affect us in a very special way. So that's what we desire that the Lord would do this evening. I'd like you to turn to uh, Revelation chapter 3, very familiar scripture to us all. Because this is where I want to be identified with. Revelation chapter 3 verse 21, and I'd like us to read it together. Revelations chapter 3 verse 21. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, And have sat down with my father in his throne. So quickly we can look at there's going to be some overcomers. We do know that because the word of God never fails. True. So then all we have to decide is am I going to be an overcomer? Or am I destined or am I predestinated to be an overcomer in Laodicea? And I think all of us want to say Amen. I think all of us want to say, Brother Tom, I'm going to overcome Laodicea. And so then, for us to overcome, God has to give us a vehicle. God has to give us the wherewithal. God has to give us something that can conquer the darkness and depression of this life. Because we know, as Brother Branham referred to, Shalom, recognizing your day in this message... He said, "We understand that that last church age was total darkness." He said, "There's just a very small sliver of light." So we understand that there's a dark age we're living in. So it doesn't surprise us as as weird and as terrible as it's getting. I've been, I, you know, it, nothing can. Sur- I don't think anything can, can, could surprise us anymore. About the weirdness of this life. And so, Brother Branham always said, and Brother Aaron made reference to the quote, but he didn't read all the quotes. So, I'll just read a part of the other part that he didn't read in the quote. You're always saying how dark it's getting. Or how wicked it's getting. And he says, forgetting how powerful Is everybody hearing me in the balcony? We're not going to be here for a very long time, but we want you to get this. We see, and we don't need to major on how dark it's getting, but we should never forget how powerful the church is getting. So then how can that be, saints? How can a church become more powerful than darkness? Only by the word. So God had to bring us a perfect word. Is that true? So then, you know, we did childish things in church. We lit candles. Some of you lit candles. I never did. I actually, my mom, she forced me to go to church. And she says, you can sing and you can go, you'll sing in a choir. I said, mom, I don't know anything. And I sang, there's a choir across the farmer's field from our house. So I jumped over the fence and I became was in the choir. I never think I've ever said that to Ken. So there you go, Ken. He played the organ in the United Church and I sang in the United Church. We were both dead. It didn't do anything for us. So we can see we did things in childish manner. Now, you know, we're not talking about playing tinker toys or coloring books. Paul doesn't, I don't believe Paul's talking about that at all. I think how we've looked at the world a word in a childish form and we've looked at it. and We've had our little arguments and struggles and you got to see it my way and I, you have to see it my way or you're wrong and it's my way or the highway. I think we've grown up. I think we've grown up, but we needed a message to give us focus and maturity Wisdom and guidance in a dark age. So that's why he could say arise and shine. Your light has come. Grows darkness the people. The light that has come to shine isn't for Laodicea. Do you understand that? It's not for Laodicea. This message isn't for serpent seed. This message is only for believers. Which you're a believer tonight. So rejoice in it. So now we want to see in the scriptures really where we're at. I'll read a quote for you as I start off this little message. Brother Bram says it reminds me of a story I heard one day and I heard a little boy from out of the country somewhere where they lived visit his grandmother and the little boy he was living back in the country in Kentucky. In the country, it means a log house somewhere with old clapboard shingles on it. And and so uh, it would have maybe a piece of a mirror tacked on a tree. You know, and and so many of us had a church that we just only had a little piece of a mirror. And could only see so much. Tacked on a tree. He says, just tacked on a tree. Maybe by the little wash basin built on a tree. Where the pitcher pump was, where Dad would pump the water, wash his hands, and there would be a piece of mirror there, and I see my mama stand out there with the pitcher and comb her hair because there was no mirror in the house why and you you think, well, that's the dark old ages, that's not too long ago. They had a little mirror on tacked on a on a tree. He said the little lad he was raised in such a home, and when he went to visit his grandmother. He said she had a door that on the back side of it was a mirror. It was a mirror. And the little lad was sort of kind of lonesome. And so he looked around the house. And after a bit, he happened to look through the door. And it had been closed. Since then, he didn't come in. And in the mirror, on the side, he saw a little boy. He started... He he started to the little boy to make friends with him. Started to make friends with him. And as he began to look into the glass, he got up real close. And he turned around and and he cried, well, mama, that's me. And I thought about that and I said, I I think I, I touched on that years ago. Mama, that's me. And when we go to bed at night, he says, I I, want to look at me. He says, when I go to bed at night, I want to look at me. When I go to bed at night, I want to look at me. He said, I want to look at me. He says, you should be looking at yourself. And as we look into God's great mirror of his word. We should be able to identify ourselves. And that's what I want to speak about. Some of the characters in time. In God's looking glass. And maybe at the end of the service you could say, Brother Tom, what you're speaking about is me. What you're speaking about is me. Let's take a quick turn to Judges chapter 1. Judges chapter 1. And, and I thought, well, you know, I'll make a comment. Said, well, this is a little service for after camp. But camp's already history. So then I thought, well, this little message is good for just a service. Or this message is still good for special meetings. It's just good. Okay, this subject is just good. We find out here... In the, in the Judges, chapter 6, verse 1, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them in the hand of the median seven years. We don't need to be, maybe, message scholars or theologians to understand seven years, seven ages, and, uh, and all these types and shadows we could preach on. We want to just go along. And the hand of the median prevailed against Israel, and because the medianites, the children of Israel, made them, Because of them, they made dens which are in the mountains, the caves, and strongholds. I would say they were living under their God-given privilege as children of God. And so it was when Israel had sown, the Midianites came up, the Malachites, and the children of the east, when even they came up against them. And they encamped against them. And I, I do want you to take a look on this subject here. And they destroyed the increase of the earth. So very quickly, it doesn't matter whether it's a service, a special service, a camp, or whatever. Satan is there to try and take away what God has given you. It's true. Immediately Satan is there to try to rob you. Of what God has done for you. Doesn't matter whether it's a Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Doesn't matter what service. I just want you to be aware that the devil is there to steal the seed. Because he knows if you could get the word, you will increase and become what God's got in mind for you. That's why there's the greatest battle ever fought is going on, is in your mind. And that's why when we come to church, we need to focus. What is the Holy Spirit wanting to say? So now we know Satan's tricks. How do we overcome? How can I overcome? To know Satan's tactics, Brother Branham said. So we know that this is a tactic of the enemy. So now you say, well, Brother Tom, I had a great experience, or the word was really deep, and it moved deep within my soul. You can be sure as I'm standing here, Satan is there, watching you, ready to take away your increase. And so now that we are... Studiers of the word or lovers of the word or children of God. We'll take it in all categories. Then we understand then if Satan comes in like that, how do I fortify myself from him stealing what God's done? I think that's a very good question. How do I stop the devil from taking away my increase? So God has a particular manner in how to do that. It's true. There is a way the Holy Spirit throughout the scriptures has proceeded to give us conquering faith. Are you listening now? So now the devil comes to destroy your increase many stood well four brothers stood here many sent me testimonies sent murphy testimonies brother bisco testimonies these are wonderful testimonies i wonder are those testimonies still alive tonight or even greater than what they were last week because god is a god of increase never decrease where are we on the same page when God sows, he brings forth life. When Satan sows, he's out to kill life. So whenever God plants, he, he 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 believes or he knows that by the word of God, it will increase. So there's only one faction that's trying to stop you from increasing, and that's the devil himself. Are you still with me? So they encamped to destroy the increase of the earth. Until thou come unto Gaza and left no substance for Israel. And if you go back to where you were before you said God did something. You don't go back to where you were. You go back worse. Okay. So now they left no substance. This is what happens here. Neither sheep nor ox nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents. And they were as grasshoppers for the multitude. For both they and their camels were without number. And they entered into the land to destroy it. So we know that if there is a a God, there is a devil. And we know the Lord is greater than the enemy. And we know that the Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Those are basic scriptures. All right. He says now faith cometh by we heard that on Sunday and hearing what the word of God so God had to send in this age of its gross darkness a perfect word to conquer darkness and Israel was greatly in verse 6 because of the Midianites and the children of Israel and notice what they did and this is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And Brother Brandon mentions this in birth pains. When a baby wants something from mother, what do they do? They cry. And a good mother will try and meet that baby's needs. So if you need something from the Lord tonight, I just say, cry to the Lord. He will hear your cry. Do you believe that? And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord... Because of the Midianites... Notice now how God sends His Word... Perfect type, Brother Joe... Perfect type and perfect shadow... That the Lord sent a prophet... Unto the children of Israel... Which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord of God of Israel... I brought you out of the world. I brought you out of Egypt. Amen. I brought you forth out of the house of bondage. Why go after the gods that would out to destroy you? And take you where you were before you got your increase. Why listen to the enemy? When God is present through his word to increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Brother Brown mentions, if if God before us were all his miracles. He said, notice now, after the prophet's message, the Lord came present. So now, he's given us actually a window in how God is dealing with his people. He's turning the hearts of the children back to the faith of the fathers. And now that messenger decreases or actually goes off the scene and you don't even hear of him anymore. But all you hear is, the Lord met Gideon. The Lord met Darren. The Lord met John. The Lord met Tom. Amen. Amen. He says, you no longer hear of the prophet... Because the Lord is on the scene. What was the prophet doing? Showing us who the word is. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. So now, God knowed that they'd been losing all their increase. And a time came, enough's enough. So I guess after this point in life, you might as well tell the devil enough's enough. I know your tactic. I know the prophets come and he's got, he sent me back to the word of God and all I see is Christ. What was he preparing him for? So when the prophet came to restore their faith, he was preparing them for something because there's going to be another battle after the battle. Come on, stick with me. It's not going to be rosy because you just came out of camp. It's not going to get more rosy tomorrow or next week. You're going to have the children of the east, the Midianites and the Amalekites. They're still going to come back. But once Gideon got the revelation of who he was, And saints, it wasn't a lot of people. God weeded it down to a very few people. God doesn't need many people. He just needs sons and daughters of God. Are you with me? All right. And it came, an angel of the Lord sat under an oak, which was at Orphra, and pertained unto Joash, Abysserite and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide from the Midianites. It is already in the word of God declares to you and I, even though we look at this type and shadow, Malachi 3.11 says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Amen. Can I hear an Amen. amen. So now we know the devil's out to devour you. He's out to take your increase. He's out to destroy you. But now the Bible, you have to go back to the Bible. Take God at his word. And that's how he defeated Satan. That's how you defeat Satan. So the devourers came and God made himself real. Brother Bram said it was Elohim in a theophany form. Speaking to Gideon. No different than Elohim coming today. No different. But now you're under prophecy, not to hide in dens and caves, but to know that the God that is in you said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. I want you to say amen. I want you to have a positive confession. Either God is on your side, who can be against you? I will rebuke the devourer that's out to take you. The word in you is greater than the devourer that's trying to take your victory away from you we must we become the word by receiving the word we must be in the word we must be reading the word it's all going to be around the word so if you want to mark that one down in your Bibles that is Malachi 3 verse 11 I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground amen Neither shall your vine cast her fruit. Before the time in the field, saith the Lord God, O hosts, you're going to be a fruitful bough. When is this going to happen, brother Tom, at harvest time? It always is at harvest time God comes on the scene. Gideon perceived or he caught the revelation. That the angel that was talking to him was the angel of the Lord. Brother Bram said. He said, oh, Lord God. For because I've seen an angel of the Lord face to face. My. What an encounter. And I'm just wondering whether or not we really believe what we encounter service after service. Hmm. Gideon when God started to make himself real and maybe God was trying to make himself real to you and you say brother Tom he's made himself real he wasn't too positive at first could this really be happening to me it's just an old man sitting there and if you just see the person you've got to look beyond the veil and see God within the veil he just saw an old person brother Bram said an old man sitting there leaning against the tree then he said wait a minute he got an offering and took an offering and laid it on the altar and this old fella creeped up there with his stick like this touched the altar and the sacrifice was taken then Gideon was ready to act Why He'd seen the living word of God in action. I trust you have been living sacrifices. And I trust the word of God has touched your soul. And God has consumed it. And you indeed have seen God's living word in action. Can I say to the brother left of you. To the sister behind you. Mmm. That slowed the amens down quite a bit. This is where we have to start looking. And this is where we have to start seeing God. We have to be looking and seeing God in one another. He know that God was living. And he knew that that was the Lord, Brother Brown said. Then he disappeared. He said, the angel of the Lord, which was a manifestation, just like Jesus being the Son of God, yet he was God. God was in him. But this is a manifestation of an angel of God. Like that met Abraham. Abraham called him Elohim. Anyone knows that reads the Greek or the Bible, knows that Elohim is Almighty God. Manifested in that little body of clay sitting there. Old fella leaning against the tree. Tired. He took the stick. Imagine how God appears. In an old man. Leaning against a tree. Holding on a stick. And how many miss God. So then God sends a prophet today. In a certain manner. And many don't see who, where God was. How often we miss seeing God. How often we miss seeing God unveiled before us in one another. All we are today. Are you listening now? And I'm going back to three services ago. All we are today is a display of God's attributes. So this is why we must see God. Are you listening? All we are today is a display of his attribute. First, he wasn't even God. We just call him then the eternal one. He wasn't God because in the word English, the God means object of worship. And there was nothing to worship him. And this is, I I don't know whether this was Brother Biscoe's quote or where other quote there was. But he said, the main fountain of all intelligence. And in this fountain of all intelligence, in that fountain was every atom, every molecule, amen, every light, every star, every moon, God, As we know God, the great spirit never did begin, never did end. And he was there and in him, in God, this great fountain were attributes. It was the attributes. It was attributes in him to be God. Then his attribute in him. Was to be a father. We've covered that. In him. Was attributes. To be a son. We got that. In him. Was attributes. And saints I want you to catch this. Once it's an attribute of God. Those attributes are as eternal. As he is. Are you getting that? Are you everybody. In in the balcony are you getting that? Every attribute that comes out of that fountain is eternal as God's eternal. So when he says we are a display of his attributes, please get me, get the point, not just the sermon. This is an announcement. When I was a child, I spake as a child, but now I become a man. I speak about manly things you are nothing less than the attribute of God you came out from God and you're going back to God every attribute that is of God is eternal so then when we look at Gideon and we see what he went through there was no way he could lose Even though we see the battles and how God has displayed it. It's a shadow and form for you to look at so that you could read at night and say Gideon destroyed the devil. With a picture, a lamp and a trumpet. Killed the multitude. Who could do that but God? Now let me ask you, how are you destroying the devil tonight? By the word of your mouth trumpeting out and the light that is in your vessel we come in the name of the Lord and we conquer every devil can you say amen Amen. this Wednesday night you mark that down tonight is my night I'm an attribute and Satan you're defeated Listen, a devil might take my life. I go back into the presence of God. I go back to where I was. He can't scare me. And it shouldn't scare you. If God's done with me, take me home. But if you're not done with me, use me for the kingdom of God. I love that report, Brother Tim. I love when I hear what's happening in India. And I love that brother that you put up that Brother Bisco prayed for. And now he's an older man and, and he has a great work in India. I say, as Brother Bisco said years ago, this message has a life in itself. Amen. Why? It's the life of God in the Word. Amen. Amen. So it took a prophet to ignite and it took the Lord to manifest. Amen. Amen, sorry. Take it easy now. I, I love the talk now. Attribute means more to me now than it did 20, 30 years ago. You say, well that's just an attribute. And Brother Bram said, that's an identification, that's an attribute of a deer. He runs a certain way. And this moose, he runs a certain way. And the bird, this certain bird flies a certain way. And we go, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. But he says, now you are the sons of God. And I sort of think, Lord, what's my attribute? What you did, I do. Amen. I can't be bitter towards one another. I don't believe Jesus was, Brother George. I think he was probably just the, well, he was. He was the fountain of love. He was the fountain of life. Where there was sickness, he healed. Where there was death, he raised. Wherever Jesus went, there was a reaction. Amen. Yes, sir. You are attributes of God. That's what the message has come to tell you. You're an attribute. Then how does an attribute think like God thinks? Say what the message says. This people are raising up today to now give their view of what the prophet said. I'll give you the view of what the prophet said. Say what he said. Anything out of that is antichrist. If you wanted me to get strong, that's strong. But you cannot hybrid the word or you kill it. That's what he said. You hybrid one word, you kill it. If all this happened because Eve disbelieved, Brother Bram said, by one word. Who are we to rise up and say, this is what the prophets meant. No, this is what the prophet meant is what he said. God interprets his own word that's where it lays down say stay in the message please stop reading garbage read the word read who you are and act who you are speak what you are amen You are literally a display of God's attribute of what he thought victory would be in Laodicea. Oh, I wish I could say that again. You are an attribute of the victory that God thought of in Laodicea. You think you're a little trodden down something. You are not. You are the bride of Jesus Christ. You are the elect of God. The purchase of God. Amen. Amen. I'm in him. I've come from him. And I'm identified with him. He is the main fountain of intelligence, Brother Bram said. All stars, moons, and matter is in him. Oh, he says, and in him was attributes. It was an attribute for him to be father, savior, healer. It was an attribute in him. And it just starts to unfold. So all God has been doing is unfolding the greatness of himself. And we in our little gray matter are trying to understand his greatness. And theologians come up with these crazy ideas. But then God sends a prophet. Because he knows that there's a devourer that's going to try and take away your increase but i'm telling you by the word of the lord the lord god will not let that devour take away your increase or the fruit of your bow can you say amen, amen. How? okay let's let, let's let's go this let's go a route here let's go this route how many said that god did something for them in camp put up your hand way high tell the devil this is what happened have you lost it already victor or has it gotten greater Greater. Why? He's a God of increase. Anything God does increases. So then when you see people that make declarations at certain junctions of life and say, Oh, God did something very great for me. And they digress and they go back and they live worse than they did 10 years ago. That is not God. That is the devil. Is that plain enough? Because if God did anything, it will increase. Your love for him will increase. Your faith in him will increase. Amen. Now he's laying it down. Brother Tom, you Christians, you were in his thought before there was a world. And you are the manifestation of his thinking amazing brother sterling think of it we are the manifestation of his thinking before there was a world you were in Christ you were in God in the beginning that makes you then his subjects the whole thing then is God himself materializing so now you start to see God himself materializing where? in his attributes I, we had a blessing to have fellowship with one of the sisters the other night. And Sister Joanna and I were telling her, just saying, we, we just love what God's done in your life. Look at you. Look what the Lord's done. I think we need to encourage one another in that. Look what the Lord has done. Isn't it marvelous in his sight? To me, it's marvelous to see you here in church and not in a bar strip joint watching pornography drinking beer watching a football game you have conquered the devil why because the devourer can't get you the lord god himself dwells within his people because you're only now manifesting the victory that's why he said in christ in Mystery, God revealed. She is his victory. Why can he say that? Because in Christ the mystery, God revealed, he tells you that you're an attribute of God. So no attribute of God can be defeated. Oh my, brother Nathan, we're going to go out of here. huh? People go to Gold's Gym. Hmm? We go to church. They might have muscles bulging out of their arms but we got faith muscles. Say, honey, why aren't you in shape? Well, honey, I actually am in my Bible a lot. And now what do you say? (laughs) Go down to the gym or read your Bible. (laughs) Oh, don't you love him? We should love the word with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength as we heard the other night. Brother Michael preaching. Our identification is in him as his attribute. People say you speak of the prophet too much. Well, the prophet happened to be a part of his great attribute. And through that attribute, I found out that I was an attribute. Hmm? So you say, well, don't take the prophet away from me because he showed me who I am. But then it was the great one speaking through him that would show me who I am. Amen. You Christians, you come from the very thought of God. You are his victory. You are his attributes. What God is doing through you is manifesting himself. Oh, th- this one will blow your mind. He's manifesting himself through you to become tangible. <laughs> Remember that little boy that wanted to have God with skin on it? Well, just grab the brother next to you. Oh, nobody even moved on that one. <laughs> now you do it sheepishly. I can see. Huh? This is what it's about, Saints. The mighty God unveiled before us. I'm going to get into it. We'll get into this now. If you give me the time. It might be my last service for a while. And the brothers know that I don't have a watch on. He said, if you're married to Christ. And Christ is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. And the same was made flesh and dwelt among us. Christ. Was the living word. He always was the word. He is still the word. He always will be the word. He was only the manifestation. Of the attributes of God. For he was the son of God. And any son. Hello. I want to hear an amen from any son. And any son. Is the attributes of their father. Come on. And just as you were in the genes of your father. In the body of your father. When he was a young boy. And you were in him yet. He could not have fellowship with you. Because he didn't know you. But then through the abetting ground of mother. You were brought forth to earth. And became in the image of your father. Then he could have fellowship with you. Now here you go. And so are you, sons of God, daughters of God, before there was an atom. And we just described the fountain, because in the fountain was every atom, every molecule. You were in him then. You can't, this message only magnifies Christ. It just gets greater, the fountain. I looked for fountains. I said, I I want a picture of the greatest fountain that man has ever made. I thought I'd get a picture on you. These brothers put pictures up there. You know, there's nothing. When you talk about God, there's nothing man can make that would come close to the fountain of God. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. So now, you are sons of God. Daughters of God before an atom, before the moon, before the stars, or before the molecule. You are sons and daughters of God, for you only now are the physical manifestation of the attributes that was in God before the beginning. There's only one form of eternal life. And that was you before. But you are manifested too in his image. In the image of God you are made. And you are manifested for the glory and the fellowship of God. Now I want you to write that down. I am an attribute. And I'm now manifested. What for brother Tom? I am now manifested for the glory And the fellowship with God. Hey, saints, if you don't have fellowship with your father, you don't have any relationship. I know some brothers that their fathers are in distant lands and they call them every day. And I thought, how sweet is that? How sweet is that? Call a daddy every day. I don't have a daddy to call. I have a daddy to call. But I have a daddy to call. I have a daddy to talk to. (laughs) Amen. I've come from God. And I'm going back to God. And therefore, as sure as your gene had to be in your father before the natural birth, your spiritual gene had to be in God. Because you're an expression. You're an expression of the attributes of his thoughts. Gabe, this is mind-blowing stuff. This is deeper than calculus. Way deeper. And I can't get calculus, but I get this. Or I couldn't get, you know, somebody says, you know, why, why don't we just go back to school and brush up? I said, they lost my records years ago and i i guarantee you if i who's grade 5 sister jenny if i came gave me an exam in grade 5 i'd fail and don't ever do that to me okay but we can't fail in this so now can i just sort that out Christmas miss brother said when she realizes who she is and it just seems that more and more and more that fountain is opening up and the very thought of the attribute is for me or hopefully for everybody is becoming just more real. And it's for a reason. Because you're the expression now. You're an expression of his thought that he had in you before the foundation of the world. He said, there's no way around it. That's right. That's right. The life being in you is God life being in you. Can, I want the whole church to say amen. Amen, amen prophet. Amen. 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 No devour is going to get me. Why? Because God life is in me. Amen. God life, Sister Eleanor, is in you. Amen. I want you young people to get this so bad. Because hell is coming, and hell is here, and we've gone on and lived our part. But it's you that's got to face the the devil, and it's you that needs this revelation, as Brother Tim preached on Sunday, that you need to catch the reality of what we're preaching. Not just coming to church, hoping to meet a guy in the back afterwards, but coming to church saying, God, I want to know your thought." regarding me in this meeting at this junction amen and that's very important because you don't know leaving a meeting such as I did and I gave my testimony to a brother the other day leaving a Friday night meeting just going to buy a a hamburger and end up in a hospital for seven months you don't know what's around that corner but you better know in whom you have believed You better know that you met Jesus Christ as your Savior. You better know him in the power of his resurrection. Not coming to church to put in a service. It's coming to church to let that word become substance. Substance, faith. How depressing would it be if you went to a gym every day of your life for four hours a week... And you were just a scrawny weakling. You would say something's either wrong in my body or I'm not doing it right. And if we are spiritually scrawny and you're coming to church four times a week, we better check it out. But I believe as God starts to make his word real to all of us, we're not getting scrawnier. We're getting built up into the faith. And I can do all things. I can do... I can do... All things. When the guy in the job hands you a joint, fellas, when it used to be legal for us, and now you can consciously say, it's legal now, what's wrong with it? It's a devil. Just because it's legal does not mean a believer partakes in the nonsense we don't drink we don't smoke we don't have sex we have nothing we have Christ and this might be radical preaching to the world but saints of God I'd rather have a clean church I'd rather have a church that's clean than sin laying at the door and some guy coming in and living a double life we need to preach what the word says we are Amen. and the brides attracted to the word notice then <laughs> thank you brother john notice then the life being in you is god life being in you we're talking about attributes my <laughs> To God, be the glory. To God. I wish I had a voice. I wish I had an operatic voice. The bass. To God, be the glory. He saved me. When I was miserable, he lifted me. When I needed his life and Holy Ghost, he gave it to me. I didn't even know what to expect, saints. I didn't know what to expect the night that I crawled up to an altar. And it's like, Brother Timson, it doesn't have to be an altar. It can be anywhere. But just for me, humor me. It works very well. I crawled up to an altar. I didn't have a lightning bolt. I did not have a voice speak to me. All I had is a faithful pastor with his hand on my back. I don't even know what Brother Biscoe prayed, but I know what I prayed. Lord, forgive me. I don't even know how to pray. Lord, forgive me. And here I am, 44 years down the road. I say it works. It works. And the Bible says, repent and be baptized. I didn't know what baptism was. I went home and read read, reading my Bible and it said, be baptized. I asked Brother Ken, I said, What's baptism? What's baptism? I didn't know what baptism was. What did he baptize? He says, that's where you get baptized in the water. I said, oh, so I studied up baptism. Then I asked Brother Viscal, I said, Brother Ed, can I get baptized? Well, we didn't have a baptismal tank at Bible Way House. There was an aluminum tank and somewhere in Langley we got baptized in some church that had no hot water. It was cold. But you know what I wanted? I wanted the Holy Ghost so bad. Yes. I wanted the Holy Ghost so bad. So I had precious brothers like Brother Mike Hunt and Brother Ken Ardeal. I had Brother Biscoll. I had men that I loved. And they were encouraging me in the faith. So I, I started reading my Bible and I, I heard about, I read about fasting. I thought, I'm gonna fast. I don't even know what fast is. So I had to look it up in the dictionary. With fastings and prayer. So, And you sit here, you can laugh, Nathaniel, that's funny, because you guys grew up in this, I didn't. But when I found out where it was, fasting is that you didn't eat. Right, you drank water or something, so I drank water. And so I worked for produce, I worked in Safeway Produce going to university. So I put the, you know, I'm the guy that put the apples there, the bananas there, and you know, the guy there. And so often when you're putting an apple, you grab an apple, big chunk of an apple, then you continue to throw it away and, you know, work your work. And I remember I just working away, working away, and I just grabbed an apple and chunked it. But I did not swallow. (laughs) Something said to me, you're fasting. Michael, you'd appreciate that. Splatted the mirror real well. And, you know, I believe God honored that. But for me, I I needed something. I just wanted more of God. So I went to the baptism. I didn't know what to expect. All I know is I went in the water. I came up and heaven came down. Heaven came down and I've never been the same. Is he any respecter of person? No, he's not. He is not saints of God. So if you've given your heart to the Lord and you haven't been baptized, I would recommend baptism. And if you want the Holy Ghost, I'd seek God with all your heart because the promise is unto you and unto your children and unto your children's children. And I can stand here and say, it's true. My children are here. My grandchildren are here. Brother Biscoe can say his children, his grandchildren and great-grandchildren. To God be the glory. (laughs) Why is all the attributes coming out so that God can become tangible. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. He is our identification. He's my identification. And I love this. You know why? Because I relate to exactly what Brother Branham says here. He says, I was with Moses. Now you try and think that one out. And tell me, Brother Branham was with Moses. Really? 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 How does that work? He says, I was with Moses at the burning bush. I saw the pillar of fire. I saw his glory. I was with Moses in the wilderness. Come on. Come on. I have to be identified with everything God was. Are you listening? Everything. God was because we all came out of him. Moses came out Joshua came out David came out all attributes all of them so when we, when they were displaying God we were displaying God with them oh my goodness I was there he says I know what I'm talking about well you know what nobody else could say that just like he said that he said, I know what I'm talking about because I was there. <laughs> then if he was there, guess what? Yes. Come on, Daniel. You were there. Yes. Joseph, you were there. You might as well say I was there. Yes. Yeah, amen? amen. Fr. George, we are there. Sister Hope, we are there. Yes. Because we're identified with him. I know what I'm talking about. I seen what happened. Yeah. I was at the Red Sea i seen the Spirit of God move and part the waters. No wonder we, when we read the Bible, we go, wow. You, Because you were there. I don't understand it. I just believe it. He said, I was with Moses when he parted the water. i seen the Spirit of God move down through that water. Not through a bunch of reeds either. But through a 90-foot sea, i seen the Spirit of God. I walked with Moses through that dry ground on the Red Sea. I'm identified when Joshua blew the trumpet. I was with Daniel in the lion's den. Why? We're all attributes out of the fountain. I was in the fiery furnace with the Hebrew children. I was on Mount Carmel with Elijah. Amen. He says, and I'm identified with the group where he's being unveiled. Hallelujah. Who knows he's being unveiled? He says, I'm with that group. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is not fanaticism. No, sir. It's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday. Oh, I love this. Today and forever, I'm identified with this group right here. Why? You are as eternal as I am. Why? We came out of the same fountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I'm identified with the group that's here tonight. You might call us a bunch of heretics and a bunch of fanaticism. On the account of the word. But I am not ashamed of this gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. And I am one of them. Yes, sir. I am with them because I'm a living epistle. So then if he was a living epistle, as we preached last week, then I am a living manifested epistle. Read and known of all men. You are an epistle. Vindicated. You're vindicated. And God is veiled in your human form. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> if I do say so myself, not that what my preaching is beautiful. I mean, what was said is beautiful. So if I'm identified with it, if I'm identified with it, how many knows the de- uh, definition of identified? The identification. I identify with somebody. We have all, you know, well, nobody wants to wear Nike anymore because of um, Tiger Woods or whatever. And his debauchery. But everybody, you know, they, then they get another, they get a LeBron, they get somebody else, they want to identify kids, you know. Somehow they put on their sneakers and they can jump 10 feet, but really they're one foot off the ground. But in their minds, they're identified with it. So then you have your singers and they dress like they're singers because they're identified with it. So identification, to identify with something, means to have the same Action. To have the same interest. To have the same feeling. Concerns. Affections. To be identified with something or someone means to be consumed with him. And I want to say to you tonight, I'm identified with Jesus Christ. Because I'm consumed. Can you say, I'm consumed? I'm consumed when I wake up in the morning. Lord, could you use me today? I'm consumed when I'm on the job. Let me be a reflection of you. I'm consumed with it. I had a broken phone. My phone, you know, I I figure that the engineers of Apple. Somebody gets paid millions of dollars to make sure that every phone that falls lands on the corner. Because if it lands on the corner, it breaks the screens. Or the backs or whatever if you got a glass back. I gotta figure it out. Humor me. So I go down and I buy extra protection. And then, you know, that's what, you got. better be careful. Better read the fine print. Whether it's health insurance, car insurance, phone insurance. Phone is up there. I went in there and said, hey, I got a broken phone. No, he says you got a broken back. I said no it's broken I would like a new phone I said I paid for the coverage oh no no your coverage pays for the front of the phone not the back of the phone and brother Murphy was standing there and I had to be nice (laughs) that's what I said and you know what I passed I passed old Tom would have ripped him apart Really? I said, really? Well, guess what? They will never get another policy from me and they don't care anyway. But you've got to pass. Oh, I know everybody's smug on that one. (laughs) And you're thinking, did I pass the last time? (laughs) Why? Because we are a reflection now of what God is. And thus, I don't want to hold you any longer. I've gone over my time. But if you've got a desire to dig into the word, mighty God unveiled before us, An unveiling of God are two fantastic, you know, I'm always, it seems like I'm always, I sound like a car salesman, you know, read Christ's message, God revealed five times, go to the unveiling of God, just read the message, okay? (laughs) Just read it from cover to cover, back to back, Amen. amen. Yes, sir. Why, Brother Ram said, and just just shortly, musicians, please come. Deity again is veiled in human flesh. Now you start to understand, well, if I've come out of the fountain, I've come out of God, I've come out with that attribute, I'm understanding in a greater way, I am veiling God so that God could become tangible. You will act and talk and treat one another different if that becomes reality to you. And I trust it will. And I and I hope I was able to get my point across. It's the bride's appearing. Which is Christ himself in her alone. It's God life in your flesh. Deity, Brother Bram goes on to say, is veiled again in human flesh. Remember, Jesus didn't say when the Son of God is being revealed. He said in Luke 17, the chapter, he says now, he said, when the Son of Man, the Son of Man is being revealed. Again, the Son of Man is in the church again. Revealed in human beings. Not son of God, but son of man again. Back in his church again. In the last days, we find that he's promised that in God's promised word. May God continue to stir your pure hearts. And may you look into the mirror of his word. And may the childish opinions of life go away. And may we become more mature in the likeness of Jesus Christ. And may we put on the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Let's stand. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear. What have I done to deserve t- Oh, wasn't it special? Came face to face with eternity. Have easily passed me by. Oh, the age I was living in what But there's some overcomers! When I heard recognizing your day, serpent seed and perfect faith. Oh, the preach and the message of pray Lord. to face with eternal life, and Lord, I believe, not even in my wildest dreams, even in my The message eat it we couldn't preach even these kinds of things outside of a word coming in this hour with an open book given to ministers that could minister not their own thoughts saints but the thoughts of God Brother Branham in that quote, when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part is done away. He said, the only thing perfect is the Word. Yeah. And so then the perfect Word had to come to give us perfect faith for a perfect rapture, for a perfect future home. I love you with a great love. May God so fill you with a desire for more of him more of you as I often sing may you have such a thirst to delve in his word to listen to his prophet and may God increase your, your crop remember the devourer cannot devour you your increase will increase until your body is changed God bless you God give you a wonderful week let's bow our heads Father I'm amazed I'm just amazed Lord that God should love a sinner such as I and turn my sorrow into bliss Lord those aren't just songs that we've sung over the years it's just true I know what I was. But now I know who I am. Lord, I know where I've come from. And I know where I'm going. And I'm not going to let any devil try and take away any of my increase. So, Father, I just pray that your grace will rest upon the church. Upon your people in a very special way. That their hearts would just hunger and thirst after you, Lord. Lord, that our church would be closer, bound closer together in love. We can love one another as you love the church and you laid down your life. No greater love as this. Lord, may we lay our lives down and be spent for this glorious gospel. Father, would you bless our young people? Would you cause them, Lord, just to get alone with God. And Lord, maybe they might not hear a voice or a thunder or an earthquake, but may that still small voice thunder within them, Lord. And cause such a thrill in their soul that all they would want is more of you. Bless the parents and the elders, Lord, as we get prepared and ready for this rapture going. Increase us, Lord, until, Lord, we have a change. Within these bodies, we thank you for this gathering tonight, Lord. Those that are joined on the way of the internet, just pray something said that will bless and strengthen them. Also, we commit now the service in your divine care. Be with your people as we go our way in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. To God, there's my song. To God. that just be last on our lips.